0: At last. Five. Five, Four. four, Three. three, Two. two, two, One. one, Zero. 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 Dead air. Hello everyone and welcome to the Dead Air Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm back from my holiday. And that is Rob. How was your holiday, Rob? I went to Legoland. Wow. Did you uh, fall to pieces? Oh. No, but the hotel did. Really? Yeah, the, the ceiling fell down. Was it made of Lego? Probably. Tell us about it. What happened? Um, well, we were out in the Legoland park on all the rides and everything. Cool. And then we went back to the hotel at the end of the day. Now, hold on. These, these Legoland rides, yeah. are they standard roller coasters, but just made to look like they made of Lego? How, does it, how have they done it? Um, um, standard roller coasters with a bit of Lego as sort of scenery. Got you. And what kind of rides did you go on? Was I it went on all the usual ones, water or? rapid ones, you know. Yeah. You're... What about the bumper cars? Bu- bumper no, cars. no bumper cars. I guess it'd be hard to make a bumper car out of Lego. It would fall because every time you hit the other car, pieces would yeah. come off. So what happened with the roof? Well, I don't actually know. I didn't see the roof. I was actually in the park at the time. But when we went back, is this to... one of them stories like a, a typical Rob exaggeration story where you say a sentence like? The roof fell off. It turns out just like a tile fell down or something like that. Is it one of them? That's probably actually what happened. I don't know. Oh, okay. So you don't know what the actual damage was? No. Okay, fine. But what happened? How did this affect your holiday? We had to spend a couple of hours in a pizza hut type place. That must have been torture. It's not Pizza Hut as in Pizza Hut. is a hut with and, pizza and in it. just for those that don't know him, Rob hates pizza. Yeah, so it was like free, all you can eat pizza, <laughs> um, which was great. We couldn't use the pool because the ceiling collapsed in the pool, so... Oh. Did they give you any Lego to play with? Well, the room had Lego in it. Well, that, at least that's something. I mean, you could just take the Lego off the wall. Wow. That's... Are you serious? Yeah. So, your holiday was pretty ruined by the ceiling falling in. Well, the... The experience of not being able to use the splash pool. But how did the Lego people handle it? They were brilliant. Um, they sort of immediately jumped into action, brought out loads of Lego character, basically bricks walking around everywhere. So they they did the what they could. yeah they had walking walking bricks and they had people making balloons and loads of things going on. Um, and then the following morning, we all got some uh, vouchers to go and buy some Lego stuff, and I did the un-British thing. What is the un-British thing? I complained. Yeah, British people don't usually complain, do we? Anyway, so I got the uh, the hotel that night for free. Oh, that's good. Did you see Britain's Got Talent? Over the weekend, I saw that when I got back. Okay, did you see the woman at the end of Britain's Got Talent who was called um, Alice Fredenham and who sang a sort of a love song and she was dead nervous and she was almost crying. And, yes. And um, Deck brought her out a tissue and. Yes. Well, I was very impressed with this this woman. I thought she was very good. Okay. And after the show had finished, I went on the internet to see if I could find out a bit more about her. And the first thing I found was her YouTube channel. And she's got a video of her singing on the YouTube channel. I thought, okay, okay. Fine, that's fair enough. And then I found, a bit of Googling, that she had a Facebook page. Right. So I went on a Facebook page, and I was looking at her pictures, and reading comments, and everyone was writing wow, you're really good. You know, I'm sure you can imagine the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then I found out that she's got a Twitter feed. Now, I know you love Twitter. Oh, I love Twitter. But this is where the story gets interesting. The Facebook page... Alice Fredenham kept saying, "I don't have Twitter. That's not me." And all the people on Facebook were saying, "Oh, this Twitter feed is fake, right?" But the Twitter Alice Fredenham was saying that the Facebook one was fake. So I thought, well, it's, there's one of three things happening here: either the Facebook page is fake, mm-hmm. the Twitter one is fake, right, or they're both fake. That's true. It got me thinking about celebrities, right? right? Because this woman is on the verge of being a celebrity. Yes. Of some degree. She's a very good singer. She's very beautiful. And she's bound to be on TV, being interviewed on This Morning, on Loose Women. You know, I'm sure you can... Those those kind of things. Yeah. So she's, she's going to be famous, at least for a short amount of time. And it seems to me that when you're famous, you're kind of... People want to grab onto you or kind of have a piece of you you know so in the past i feel like that all the time do you yeah because you're famous no i don't understand what you mean just everyone wants a piece of me (laughs) right okay you don't have to be famous i don't want a piece of you yeah but you're weird look what i'm saying is you know like people like the beatles yes they used to have mass hysteria when they went somewhere wasn't that deaf leopard no, no, no. The, I'm, not, I'm not saying this girl is on the same level as the Beatles. Right. I'm just trying to illustrate the point that... Which it could be. Well, I don't think that we'll see someone like the Beatles again. Because things have changed now. And one of the things that's happened now is celebrities are more accessible. This is what I'm getting to. This is what the whole thing is about. I'm saying that celebrities now, mm. they're much more contactable. Yeah. You can go on Twitter... And you can find a celebrity. And you can ask the celebrity a question. And many of them will actually answer their fans on Twitter. Right. Which, this has never happened before in the history of celebrity. So if you want to ask me a question, you could go to our Twitter feed, at Podcast. Exactly. People can ask you a question, and you may answer them. But there was no such thing as Twitter when the Beatles were around, for example. Mm. So the Beatles were completely inaccessible. There was no way of, of getting to them. So when they came to a city, thousands of people would turn up just in the hope of seeing them or, you know, getting near them or even touching them. But I think the celebrity culture now is changing slightly. And celebrities are more like normal people because they're more accessible. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Now, with all of that in mind, mm-hmm. this Alice Fredenham, who was on the Britain's Got Talent show... She is right at the beginning of becoming a celebrity. Yeah, and c- even the bad acts on Britain Got Talent have got some sort of celebrity status. Yeah, I mean it doesn't last very long. I was on telly a few times. Did you have a lot of people trying to message you and stuff? No. Why were you on telly? Remember that time that the petrol prices went up and the Oh yeah, me, you were on the news. Yeah, they badly edited me. I think I think it was all down to the editing. Yeah. People always blame the editing, don't they? Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't your performance. They cut everything I said out, and left the bits in they wanted me to say. So yeah. I'm never going on telly ever again. <laughs> Editing's that, amazing. Editorialising—that's called. Is when that they, different? Well, it's where they sort of, you know, they present your sound bites in a way that helps them tell the story they want to tell. Because ah. if I remember rightly, this was a situation where they were asking people um what do you think about the petrol being so expensive and you said something like well it's not that expensive is it it's only about a penny more than down the road and they've got to get it here and we live far away so it's fair enough is that right is that S- pretty sort much sort of what was what am i getting wrong they asked me why do i think the petrol prices are expensive in wales compared to england and what did you say and i said oh i don't know really and then i went but it could be the fact that they have to travel further. Yeah. Not many people in Wales buy as much petrol as they do in England. And I gave off about 20 reasons. <laughs> but all they put out on the telly was, oh, I don't know really. <laughs> so you look like an idiot. I look like an idiot anyway. Well, you, I hope you learned a lesson. Yes, I'm not ever doing any more TV stuff ever again. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. <laughs> Well, anyway, back to this Alison and thing. I'm going on go about this too much. But what I'm trying to say is that one of these things, either the Facebook or the Twitter, is a fake account that someone has set up. And they are cashing in, if you like, on the celebrity of this person. Yeah. So they're getting all the people commenting, saying, we love you, you've got a great voice. And then all these celebrities start sending messages. It kind of adds credibility to it. Yeah. So then when they sort of send a tweet to a company saying... Oh, I'm such a body, and I was on the telly. Can you send me some free stuff, and I'll say that I like it next time I'm being interviewed? I mean, I'm thinking... Would you of, really do that over I'm Twitter? thinking of a stupid thing, but do you get the point? Yeah. There must be ways of exploiting it. A they're, a, of, they're able to ask celebrities questions. Yeah. It being gets, being a celebrity themselves... Exactly. ...they're more likely to get a response. Exactly. It gets them a little bit closer yeah. than a normal person. So... I just think it's interesting to watch, and it's going to be good to see. Obviously, one of these is but going to turn out we're, to be we're fake. we're famous, and we've struggled to get people to get in touch with us. We are famous, but it's a different kind of fame. Because, and I'm being serious here, you and me are famous. Are we? In, in our area, we're oh. very well known. Yes. You, know, you and me can walk down the street. Down and... this street, we are famous. <laughs> no, I think this happens to a lot of people who've got small businesses. Right. They're well known. The, the guy from the butchers. Everybody knows the guy from the butchers. I don't know the guy from the butchers. Yes, you do. He comes in here to buy ink. Oh, I know a person who works in the butchers, but I don't know the guy who owns the butchers. No, but I said the guy from the butchers. Oh. Now, he comes in with an apron covered in blood, you know, and a meat cleaver <laughs> stuck down his belt. He doesn't have meat cleaver stuck down his belt. But you know who I mean. I'm yes. talking about the big the big guy. Yes. Now, everybody knows him, right? Yes. So he's famous, that's your definition of fame? Well, what is the definition of fame? I don't know. Someone that's, you know... A famous person is a person who's well-known. I would say, to be famous, you'd have to put a ceiling, well, a level on the amount of people that know you. All right. So, so I'd, if... I'd say, to be famous, 5,000 or more people would have to know of your existence. Okay. Well, we've been in a shop for 15 years. Yeah. And in that time, we've served thousands of people. Yes, but none of us would know us or recognise us again. I often get seen by people in the supermarket who yeah, wave at me. That's and say because you deal me. with all the complaints. We don't get any complaints. You're making it sound like I we don't get any complaints. If you say that, it makes you sound like we get a lot of complaints. We do not get com- We get some complaints. We get the odd Whatever business you work in, you'll always get some people complaining. Hmm. We even get people complaining about the podcast. Even Legoland gets complaints. Yeah. Well, mind you, if your ceiling falls into your pool, then you have Shouldn't to have expect. made the building out of Lego. No. Roofs are always hard. Even you know? when you glue the Lego bricks together, the glue is not going to react well to water from the pool. Hmm. You're listening to Nick and Rob. I'm not Morgan Freeman, but this is Dead Air Podcast. Anyway, listen, you know this uh, Twitter business? Yes. Right? I doubt you would have found anyone who, when it was all starting, could have predicted that it would become so big. I mean, it's got to the point now where everyone's got a Twitter feed. Have you got a Twitter feed? I have, actually. But I don't tweet because I don't really get Twitter. Even though we've asked Paul Daniels to explain it to us, and he has. Oh, I'm an expert. He explained it to me. Yeah, I still don't really get it. I was uh, down his area this weekend, Berkshire. I beg your pardon. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he knew I was coming. You know what? And he disappeared out of the country, sharpish. I want to talk about this uh, Twitter and these websites. I've got an idea. Right. I've come up with this plan for the next big thing, right? And my plan is based on the idea that all we need to have the next big thing is a catchy name. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't really matter what the, the service is. We'll just find a service. I've got one. But you haven't let me tell you what my plan oh, but is. But my thing is, it, in my brain, and there's like explosions going off well, and, go fireworks on. and Tell me what your plan is and I'll a, tell you a my... A new day. website, social networking, because that's where, you know, where it's at. Yeah, like Facebook. Natter. What's Natter? It's basically you go on it and you have a Natter. Right, okay. Right, so you can, can go you... on it and you just have a bit of a Natter. And right, then, and then, so it's like a messaging thing, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then everyone has everyone can have their own natter account. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make it simple, we we just have like an at in front of their name, and uh, you know, sure. <laughs> Rob, you're, descri- you're describing Twitter, aren't you? Yeah, but this is the next big thing, yeah. We're gonna have a natter account, I, I, I think. I think that, and then you go on there and you have a talk, um, <laughs> and, and, and maybe we can limit the amount they could talk about to maybe, I don't know. 300 letters. Right. Uh, because there are others available similar to my idea, but they're very limited. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So mine can be a lot better. And then you can have a natter. And you can have a natter with uh, voice, and you can have a natter with video, and you can have a natter with text. Wow. Oh. And you have a bit of a natter, and then people can comment on your nattering. And, uh, yeah, and natter. That's the okay, way Okay, well, forward. Th- this sounds... So visit our new website, natter.com. This sounds like a brilliant idea. Has natter.com gone? I don't know. We'll check it later. Okay. But, um... Can I can I give you my idea for improving it? Oh, sorry, I was wittering on then. Oh, witter. thats what we'll have. Witter. There's a better one. Witter. That sounds witter. very com. similar to Twitter. Yeah, but they're all the same these days. Well, why don't you make a website called FacePage and just have a, a website where you can put pictures of yourself. I wanted to do one called My Face many years ago. My Face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Face Library? I'm trying to think. it's wo- just stupid. I'm trying to think of words that are related to books. <laughs> but Facebook is stupid. Look, there are two ways of coming up with a name for your website. Right, go on. Right? The first one. Well, first of all, let's just preface this by saying every single website has been registered now. Oh, you so can't, I can't have Natter. It's probably gone. Or Twitter. Every word in English has probably been registered. Right. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any word in the in the dictionary that's not registered. What about witter1.com? Do you remember all the all the hassle we were going through when we were trying to register a domain for the Dead Air website? Yeah, that was available, Dead Air website. Yeah, but that was only, we only got Dead Air website because we couldn't get any other domain names because they were all taken. But that's the one we wanted. Well, we wanted deadair.com. Oh, yeah. But that was gone. So we had to get Dead Air website. We've got a Dead Air app. We have got a Dead Air app. But let's not... let's. Focus on the story that I'm trying to get to. Oh, sorry, am I wandering again? Yeah, don't wander. Don't start twittering or wittering or nattering or whatever it was. You can have a website name. First of all, remembering that all the words are taken, right? Okay. So there's two ways you can come up with a website name. Okay. You take two words that don't have anything to do with each other and you put them together. I've got another one. I've got another one. I've got another one. (laughs) I've got another one. Okay. I don't think this has been done before. What's that? Dreambook.com. Dream book, and you go on it, and you, you you basically type out a short paragraph of what you dreamt about that night. Okay, that's and everyone good. just goes on it, and then and then you can do searches, and you could see what similarities, and you could put them all together, and you could find out like what the world, and then you can see patterns, it's like maybe everyone in Yugoslavia was dreaming about. Is Yugoslavia still going? This is a good idea. I'm not sure about the uh, location or existence of Yugoslavia anymore. But <laughs> Nor am I. But I'm quite impressed that you've just come up Anyways, with this. Have so, you just come up with this now? Yeah, I, my, my mind's going mental at the moment. I'm okay. coming up with you. So we, we have, and then we can work out that most people in Russia, I know Russia exists, most people Definitely. in Russia dream about flying. And most people in America dream about making money. And most people, people in, in America Britain just dream about just going for a walk. Dream about having dreams, you know, whatever, right? Okay. Dreambook. All right. It's, com. Is it available? Book it it's it's a potential idea right let's put that on the back burner my dream book is that available if dream book's gone we'll have my dream book okay but you've come up with an idea there where you've taken two words mm-hmm. and you've put them together with .com at the end you've got a website yes right so you could do it with anything couldn't you okay you could say um orangecardigan.com got another one accident.com <laughs> Right. You know, you know, them accident people that go around saying, <laughs> What are you laughing for? These are, these are that's, serious. That's a single word. It'd have to be something accident. All right, myaccident.com, <laughs> right? You basically, if you have a trip or fall at work, you know, where there's a blame, there's a claim. And basically, you could put photographs and all that sort of stuff and share them through right. social media. And then people can, like, top Trump's like a thing, and you could say, Well, my accident's worth a five. And, you know, I don't know. Am I going on again? Can I just. Get Because I wrote this down, and I, I thought it was okay. going to take about five seconds to explain. I hope no one steals our ideas. But we've been going on for like 20 minutes now, and I still haven't told you what my idea is. Okay, go on then. All right. The other way of coming up with a website name mm-hmm. is to take a word and then just take some letters out of it. Okay. I'll give you some examples. Right. Have you ever heard of Flickr? Yes. It's a photo website. Yes, that doesn't make any sense. Why did they call it Flickr? Um why no don't we call it photo.com with an F or something like that? I don't know. But have you seen it? Is the, it because it was already taken? Obviously. Have you seen the way that it's spelled? But well, what relevance has Flickr got to do? Is it because you're flicking through some photographs? Is there that, you go. That's, that's probably that, it. That's yeah. the lamest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but the point is, have you seen the way that Flickr is spelled? Flickr, in the real word, is spelled F-L-I-C-K-E-R. But the website drops the E. It's just F-L-I-K-R. Flickr. So it's flickr.com instead of Flickr, right? because right, someone already stole Flickr. Of, I'm guessing Flickr was already registered. Okay. Okay. Now, there's another website called Pixlr. Pixlr is an online graphic editor. Yeah. So it's like a basic photo imaging program, but with loads of cool effects and features and stuff you can do. Right. So let's say you've taken a picture of the landscape with your phone. Yeah and maybe your phone, you weren't holding it perfectly level. Okay. You can go on the computer and you can slightly tilt it to make the horizon look perfectly straight. Do you know what I mean? Well, if you were taking a picture of a bowling green, I can understand that you might want to make that flat. You know what, But if you were taking that. a picture of a, a field, okay, then, okay. you know... You just really forget want... that. That was a that was a bad example. Right. I'll give you a better example. You've got a picture and you want to just crop it because there's, there's too much open space around the edges. Right. Say you've taken a picture of, of two people and there's a lot of... There's a lot of just room around the sides of the two people and you just want to you know something like that and you haven't got any photo editing software on your computer because it's just a basic computer you can go to pixlr.com and you can do it there super easy right? right now pixlr.com is p-i-x-l-r again it's missing an e okay okay and there's another one called tumblr have you ever heard of tumblr let me guess it's missing an e it's missing an e right now all of these things have got one thing in common okay what were my websites again uh Natter. Natter. Is there um, any e in Natter? Yeah, it's N-A-T-T-E-R. So we have Natter? Yeah, you just have N-A-T-T-R. We should check if these are available. <laughs> anyway, the point is, yeah. if we can come up with a website name okay. and then just take some letters out of it, right. we'll be sorted. So instead of Witter, we can have Itter. So, well, yeah, but I, I've, I've got some examples for you. Okay. Right? And I reckon we can make loads of money from these ones because they're p- things that people really like. Okay. First one, football. What? <laughs> say that again. Football. I <laughs> got, bear with me, right? <laughs> it's spelt F T B L. And it means football. <laughs> <laughs> say, say it again. <laughs> Football. <laughs> I heard it a bit better that so time. So what I've done is... Well, I've mind take, you, you did tell me what it was. So, I've yeah. taken all the vowels out okay. and just left the consonants behind. Okay. Right? So it's football. So you go to football.com and on that website, there could be stuff about football. Yeah, but you've got a lem- very limited market. No, loads of people like football. Do they? Oh, loads. They're, there's loads of teams. There's loads of players and they like have scores and stuff. I mean, I don't know anything about it, but I know that there's lots of people who like it. So we make a website about football, okay. right? Obviously, we couldn't do the website because we haven't got a clue. Mm-hmm. I know some football players. Ryan Giggs. Can you name any football players? Um, Isn't there one called Gary Lineker? Yep. Gary Lineker's one. David Beckham. He's another one.
1: Come on. Let's, he, let's, name, let's name all I the ones. He,
0: he made aftershave and stuff. Let's name all the football players we know. What? Maradona? Pele? Can you think of any others? Um, What's that one who's the manager of Manchester United and he's been manager for ages? Alex Ferguson. Is he a footballer? Well, he's he works in the industry. Right. And he's quite famous. Who else do we know? Why are you asking me? I know nothing about football. Okay, but that, okay, that pretty much represents the total sum of our knowledge about right. football. Okay. So we are not qualified to make a website, but The name football is a winner. Are you sure? Because people... You can't even say it. People are lazy. They don't like typing. So if you've got ftbl.com... Or if you've got a laptop with a faulty keyboard... That's half the letters you'd usually have to type. Yeah. Right. Now, keeping this in mind, Mm -hmm. I've got some more suggestions for you. Brilliant. Can't wait. Now, I'm just going to fly through them. Okay. And you give me your impression. Go. Okay? (laughs) Okay. What tennis? <laughs> t- 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 I get, I'm spotting a theme here. Is it is that tennis by chance? Yes. Yeah, but not that many people like tennis. Okay, fine. I've got another one for okay, you. Okay, go on. Then. Cricket. <laughs> These are all sport related. Yeah, because loads of people like sport. Why oh, can't you just have sprit? <clears throat> oh, that's another good one. In fact, if we get sprit mm-hmm. we can just link all the other sports on there. Right. The theme is very simple. You get every single Obviously, sport, yeah. you take all the vowels out, and you register all those names. Okay. One of them's bound to be a winner, or as I would say, a winner. So you can have gluff. Yeah, it'd be gluff. <laughs> um, what other sports are there? Um, See, now we're getting into Tricky Pit area, because <laughs> I've named all the sports I know. What about swimming? That would be s- swimming. Um, can you think of any other sports? I think you're onto a winner here. I'm telling you, this is the future. Yeah. But listen, it doesn't just end with sports things. You can do it with anything. Think of an industry. Challenge me to come up with the name of a website. Okay. Um, you put me on the spot now. Well, any industry. Any Automotive, industry. home improvement, kitchen, bathrooms, cars. Painting and decorating. Painting and decorating. How about this? Right. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I've got to think about this one. It would be putning, 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 and dot com. Great. Well, the thing is with that one, you, you'd really want diy.com. dot com. Oh, that's a good one. would it be really dy.com? dot sh- <laughs> com? You're, you're right. With the with the new system of of dropping vowels, it would actually be just be DY. D <laughs> Die. <laughs> die.com die.com yeah probably not a good website people no. probably wouldn't go to that but uh, get, your, get your thinking cap on because by next week I want a website up and running with letters missing from the name you're listening to the Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob Well, I, I heard the other day that um, Cookie Monster is in trouble. The Cookie Monster from Sesame Street? That's the one. Why is he in trouble? Because he um, he shoved a two-year-old girl, apparently. I don't know if it was a girl now. Was she trying to eat his cookie? No, what happened was um, the Cookie Monster was out and about doing a bit of PR, Yeah, I think, and he was entertaining this child. Okay, do you, you want to hear my impression of Cookie Monster? Go on then. Cookies! That was... Poli- I Trust me, that was spot on. Okay. That's exactly how we talked. And um, the family wouldn't give him a tip, so he shoved the kid. Mm. It sounds like one of them stories where... And now he's been charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Right. So... Why would he push the kid? I, mean? I think he got upset. I think he was, you know, wanted the money. He needs the money. He wants to buy cookies. LAUGHTER <don't, he> <laughs> <laughs> well, cookies, if he goes to I Oh, mean, surely, why would he want money? Why can't they just pay him in cookies? They do pay him in cookies. That's why he's the cookie monster. Maybe maybe we've got it all wrong. Maybe they tried to give him money, and he shot the kid and, and he said, went, I want cookies. Something like that. That wasn't as good as the first time he did it. Cookies. I can't do it again. It's hard. Well, well, you've ruined my story now. I'm sorry. It was a good story, though. Okay. Did you know that the BBC have moved studios? No. Okay, the BBC have moved studios. And if you've watched... Oh, hang on, yes. Haven't they closed down BBC studios, all of them, and they're knocking it down to become a theme park? I didn't know about that. No, I made that up. Right, okay. Well, the new studio is... It's going to be a hotel. The BBC studios? I think so. I don't think that's true. I might have made that up as well. Okay, well, why do you keep making stuff up? Just stop making things up because as usual we haven't done any research. You're going to get us in trouble. yeah, but I don't want to talk about the old BBC building. All right, what about the new studio? okay the news now, if you watch any BBC news broadcast, you get to see the studios because the camera kind of flies in from far away. yeah and you get to see the studios are absolutely amazing and they remind me of a Borg cube from Star Trek, okay because they've got like these branches that go out. And you've got all these desks with all these terminals on them, and you really got to see it. It's it's phenomenal. It's really amazing. And then when you see the news readers, you can see behind them. Have they got lasers in their eyes? No, no. Look, I knew I shouldn't have mentioned. Now you're going to fixate on this for ages. And I, there's no point in me resisting. I knew a Borg. Because resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can see the news readers. Uh, Sorry, you can see behind the newsreaders You can see the desks and you can see the people working there So the newsreaders are transparent No, there's a glass behind them Anyway, the news studios are pretty amazing And you can see them And they just look real, really cool And I just wanted to mention that You don't have to be posh to listen to the Dead Air podcast You don't need four years, no claims either Hey, I saw a a new advert for Coca-Cola the other day. Tell me about it. Other soft drinks are available, but nowhere near as good. Um, Yeah, they um, had an advert, and I think the Coke-loving people went to the cinema, and they all bought a Coke, and they all sat in the cinema. And then the cinema advert sort of started playing, and then during that bit, they announced that everyone had bought a Coke, had actually bought a Coke Zero, and then when they lifted the cup from inside the cup it was like a coke zero cup and they were all like oh wow this coke zero is just like coca-cola we might as well buy that from now on got it okay but my point is isn't that just the stupidest advert ever because they're all coke fans right yes so they're not actually making any money extra from the sale of coke zero because they were all prepared to buy a coke in the first place yeah so all they're doing is shifting revenue or the, the share of what they're selling From one brand that they own to another brand they own. Unless the process of making Coke Zero is cheaper because there's no sugar in it. No, I think it's to do with the healthy credentials of selling a drink that hasn't got sugar. But here's an interesting little tidbit of information for you. I'd have done them for passing off. Coke Zero and Diet Coke both contain something called aspartame. Isn't that the stuff that kills you? It's very bad for you. Yeah. It's really bad for you. And you shouldn't drink Diet Coke because it's actually as bad for you as Coke, but just in a different way. Can you say allegedly? Allegedly. Thank you. Do you know what you should drink? What? Water. Water is the best thing that you can drink. i tell you what I like. Water, a little bit fizzy, but with a bit of Coke syrup in it. That's... (laughs) You're really funny, you know? You should be, like, on a podcast or something. (laughs) Have you ever heard people using the expression, I'm going to give 100% effort for this. I'm, going to, I'm, I'm putting all my effort into this window to give 100%. It's a pretty common expression. I'm sure you must have heard it. You must have done. Yes. Okay. Have you ever heard anyone say they're going to give more than 100%? I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give 110%. Yes. I'm going to give 150%. Yes. 200%. Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. It really gets on my nerves. Why? Because you cannot give more than 100%. Of course you can. You can't. There's no such thing. 100% is the maximum percentage you no, can give. No, it's not. Rob, think about this. Yeah? 100 means full no, maximum. not That's really. That's it. Okay. Let's say I have a glass. I did, This is going to become a Nick and Rob argument. No, it's not. Prepare yourself. Go no. get yourself a nice cup of water. Okay. Let's say you get a cup. And you've put it 100% full of water. Yes. You cannot fill it anymore. No, but you could put 200% more water in it, and it would just overflow over the side. Yeah, but it wouldn't be containing that water, would it? Didn't say it would. So how could someone put more than 100% effort into something? You cannot, by definition... You could put 1,000% more water in that cup, right? You could put it into the cup. The fact that it doesn't stay there is irrelevant. Then the same thing would apply to effort. Correct. You cannot give more than 100% effort. Let's just say... Your effort is determined by your physical capabilities, your mental frame of mind. Let's just say... Once you are giving 100% of your effort, you can't give more than that. If you did, that would be the 100%. You would just be changing the level of what your maximum effort was. By very definition, if you're trying your hardest at something, that is 100% of your effort you can't give more than 100% of effort. It is impossible to give 100% of effort because giving 100% means you're giving something your full effort. Mm. If there was any effort left to give, you wouldn't have been giving 100% in the first place. And what's happening is the expression giving a such and such a percent yeah. has now become this expression that people throw around yeah. and it's lost all its meaning <clears throat> and it's getting ridiculous because okay. people now are saying I'm going to give a million percent. Can I, get, can I ask you a you question? You can't give a million percent or something. There's no such thing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How much water is on the planet? Ooh, lots. Right. And let's say you had a, a cup and you poured some water in it. Yes. Right? That cup is 100% full. <laughs> Right. So where is I don't the even know rest why I'm laughing. The water. You've still got more left in the planet. Right. That doesn't even make any sense and it doesn't apply. You know what? Forget the cup of water. Hang on a minute. What about oh, that uh, that website wonga.com? Yes. Other websites that rip you off are available. And the Why what's wonga.com? The one where like it's like a payday loan type. Oh right. Okay. Thing. Anyway. Um it they they charge you four thousand. This is a guess. This is not real. They charge you like four thousand percent interest per Aha. day. Now, so how can you have that is different? In, under, well, hang on. So so that's different because you can have a value of more than one hundred percent. Of course you can. Of course you can. Okay. So for example. For example. Yeah, go on. If I buy something yeah. for a pound and I sell it. Or three pound, I've made two hundred percent profit. Agreed? Am I agreeing as in me, or am I agreeing as in you? No. If you buy if you buy a product for a pound Mm. and you sell it for two pound, how much profit have you made?
1: When you buy a loaf loaf of bread, right,
0: and you get fifty percent extra free, right, right, it's just one hundred percent of the loaf. Stop changing, stop changing the values. If you buy something for a pound and you sell it for two pound, you make 100% profit. Yes. If you buy something for a pound and you sell it for 10 pound, you make a 1,000% profit. No, it's 100%. No, it's 1,000%. No, it's 100%. Because you can't have a 1,000%. Of course you can. No, you can't. In mathematics, you can have any percentage you want. Right. But I'm talking so, about... So what? define mathematics. I'm talking about effort. Effort. And other quantifiable measurements of human... Okay. Uh, human what's the word I'm looking for okay I've got an example for you you've got a boulder right and you're pushing this boulder and you're pushing really hard and you, you, it's barely moving and you pass out you've put 100% effort into it yes right the following day you wake up out of your coma or whatever and you manage to move the boulder surely you've put more effort in Therefore, the second time you did it is more than 100%. No, that means that the first time you weren't putting 100%. You passed out. You can't give it, more than 100%. Well, exactly. The first time you tried it, you passed out, you gave 100%. You you maxed out. You died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. You're the just,
0: now you're just going to the, the first extreme. time you did it, you tried pushing, your heart gave out and you died. That's 100%. They bring you around, pop you full of adrenaline, and you're off, and you move the boulder. That is, means, that, is that 100% or that is, mean, or did you put more of an effort in the second you, time? That means you weren't giving 100% the first time. <laughs> because you can't give more than 100%. Look, I'm not going to argue with you. This is ridiculous. There is no such thing as more than 100% of effort. It's the same with love. If someone says, I love you, a million percent. You cannot love someone a million percent. Well you can you love cannot them, you cannot you, you can cannot, love them multiple times. You cannot love something more than 100%. Well, of course you can. You can't. If you love somebody, oh look no I, do you know what and then the we second time stop. you love them we have to change the subject. That'll be 200%. We have to change the subject because <laughs> we're getting here all day and people don't want to listen to us argue. I am 100% sure that people do not want to listen to us argue about percentages. I can't be 200% sure because that's impossible. And when I hear people say a million the new thing now is a million percent, and I'm sure that we're soon going to start hearing people say a billion percent, infinite percent, <laughs> infinite percent. I am in. I'm going to give this infinite percent effort. Well, that would be the same as a hundred percent. No, because all my effort is a hundred percent. There is nothing more than that. Yeah, if you if you were pushing that boulder and you died, that theoretically, that your argument that, is ridiculous. That, that's infinite percent. Surely, forget that. Talking about, about infinite percent plus one. Can we talk about the effort we put into this Paul Daniels show? Just for a few minutes. Oh, I put 300% effort into that. No, you didn't. I did. We put 100% effort. It was like three people inside me were doing the job. Last year, we met Paul Daniels. We did. And we invited him to come to North Wales. I've fallen out with him now. I said I was coming down his area. And then the next thing I know, he's, he's off to Cyprus. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're no longer That friends. was probably just coincidence. I doubt he would leave the country just because you were going to wherever he lives. Berkshire. Yeah. Well, anyway, we met him last year. We asked him to come to North Wales. Should I really tell people where he lives? And he said, "If you guys find a venue, I will come." Yes. We found a venue. Yes. And he came. Yes. Now that's simplifying it a little bit. We put a lot of work in. We had to negotiate with the theatre. No, we had to agree with what the theatre said. The theatre weren't really very helpful. The theatre were useless. The theatre, you know, we we, we think we're thinking we're. It's looking like we're going to work with them again. Theatre are amazing. <laughs> the theater, the best theatre I've ever dealt with. And, um, we, well, well, we'll talk about the other thing that we're doing in, an, in another podcast, because mm-hmm. that's, that's like so early days we can't even mention it. Okay. But the Paul Daniels thing, we did all the marketing. We sold tickets to everyone we knew, mm-hmm. or at least we tried. We sold tickets to our friends and family. We went out in the street handing out leaflets. We went out putting leaflets through letterboxes. Yeah. We made a big effort. It was nice. Those 12 people were great. We did a lot of work for that show, and I'll tell you what, it paid off. We had an almost full theatre. We did. It was a cracking show, Mm -hmm. and the amount of feedback we got from people about it was wonderful. We had people phoning us up, sending us messages, saying that they loved the show, and they were really glad that we'd persuaded them to go. So we do get messages then? Well, I do. Oh, See, people like me (laughs) because I don't argue about percentages and cups of water. You brought it up. Okay. Well, I'm 100% sure that the show was a success. You look very sad now. You look like you're about to cry. Cheer up. Come on. People like you as well, I'm sure they do. No, they disappeared. They would. Left You're the... on Twitter, aren't you? They left the country. What? You're on the Twitter. You, you take care of the Twitter stuff. Yeah. I take care of all the phone calls and, and yeah. things. At Dead Air Podcast. But the Paul Daniels thing was a very good experience for us because we learned a lot. Yeah. And wrap up warm when it's cold outside. Yeah, my feet. My feet are still hurting. You know, like a week later, my feet are still hurting from standing on on the side of the theater. Standing on the side of the theater. That's not what I mean. I mean standing in front of the theatre on the pavement, which I was wanted to call it a sidewalk for some reason. I'm rambling now, aren't I? Mm. Or as I would say, rumbling. Maybe if I did some advertising for Paul Daniels, maybe i will get back in his good books. Oh, stop going on about it all the time. He's a busy man. You know, what did you expect? He was going to say, oh yeah, come round for a cup of tea while you're in the area. You really did expect that, didn't you? Yeah. That- <laughs> Rob. Paul Daniels is a very, very busy man. We had to book him like four months in advance. So, you know, next time you go on a trip to Legoland, maybe you should plan it a bit better. Let's talk about horoscopes. Right. Because I want to have a chat with you about horoscopes because I know that you're keen on uh, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm an expert. And I want to ask you a question, Mm -hmm. right? Because this is something that's been bothering me since I saw this recent... uh, Yeah, I thought it had been... I saw saw it in your stars. Very good. I saw a lecture given by James Randi. Do you know who James Randi is? James Randi, yes, I know him well. Okay. He's sort of a magician and he's a sceptic and he kind of debunks people who claim to have mystic powers. And, in fact, he's quite famous for having this... um, Thing where uh, this uh, Randy Educational Foundation it's called, and he offers a million dollars. It's not actually going anymore now. They've they've just disbanded it because it was too much effort. Yeah. But they had this thing for a million dollars for mm-hmm. anyone who could come forward and show them proof of paranormals nice. powers or anything like this, that and the other. Right. How much? A million dollars. Well, so, why didn't anyone tell? I could have proven it. Well, the idea is you you send them a letter saying I can do this and this is you know how it works and I'll come and I'll prove it to you. So let's say, for example, that you could read minds, right? Yeah. You would say, okay, I can read minds, and if you sit me in a room, and you sit in another room in the same building, and you look at a playing card, I'll tell you what playing card it is just by reading your mind. Yeah. Right? And then they would say, okay, fine, come and come and do it. If, Surely if... magicians all over the world could have just got the million quid. Many people tried to claim the million dollars. No one was ever successful why too much paperwork no because you can't there's no such thing as paranormal power oh yeah yeah i forgot about yeah <laughs> right so we're getting to a point now where people are starting to question things more and more you know people are less inclined to believe fantastic stories and things like that yeah now horoscopes are still hugely popular of course right more and more people now are skeptical about stuff right yeah so let's say 30 years ago people could probably be fooled more easily by things. I'll give you a perfect example. You remember Yuri Geller, the spoon-bending guy? Yeah. He used to bend spoons with the power of his mind. No, he didn't. Well, no, but that was the claim. Oh, sorry, yeah. Now, back in the day, mm. people really bought into this. You know, they believed it. It was, it was a pretty big thing. He was on the cover of Time magazine. It was, you know, it was, he was a worldwide phenomenon, right? Phenomenon. Dun, da, 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 da. And... It was all complete bull, obviously. You cannot bend a spoon using the power of your mind. And, you know, it, it, it's, it was a trick, basically. I don't know, you know. Because they've got computers nowadays that you can clip onto your mind. And you can think... No, hang on, you clip them onto your mind? Do yeah. You? How, do you, how exactly does one clip a computer onto their mind, Rob? USB. <laughs> okay. Right. Is that <laughs> universal serial brain? Yes. Right. And you basically click this little device and you can play games like left, right, left, right. Now, imagine you get this device where you put a fork or a spoon on the table. <sighs> right. And you, you think and then it, a, bit, a bit of a mechanics and it snips a piece of string and a lead weight drops onto the spoon. Okay. Therefore, you bent the spoon using the power of your mind. Yes, but you could use the same argument to say that if you held the spoon in your hand and then you bent it, you use the power of your mind to bend it and you just use your arms as a tool to achieve so the task. at the end of the day, Yuri Geller was telling the truth. No, Uri Geller was claiming that by gently rubbing a spoon... Yeah. ...he was able to make the metal bend just using some kind of paranormal power or some psychic ability. And what I'm saying is that in the 70s, when he was doing all this stuff, it was kind of, you know... People took it at face value. Yeah. Now, I don't think you could get away with that today. People are inherently more sceptical. The internet is a big thing now because people just immediately look stuff up on the internet. Mm. If someone does a trick on the TV, someone you know, people go on the internet, how's he done it? Right? Only the people that are interested. Yeah, but the point is, I think that if someone like Yuri Geller tried to do that today, I don't think they would achieve the success and fame that Yuri Geller got. Do you, do you agree with me? Do you think do you can can you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to say in in a roundabout way that people are more skeptical now than they've ever been. Yeah. And this is because of a variety of different things, but I think it's a good thing that people are skeptical. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not saying it's not, you know, what I'm saying is people nowadays are more skeptical than they've ever been for for different reasons, right? But horoscopes somehow are still hanging on there, you know. It's like we all know that they're not real, but we still sort of like them. Even I, who am the most sceptical person there is, if I see Taurus and a paragraph underneath, I can't help reading it. There's something inside me that's there's that little bit of curiosity. You won't like this week's. Right, okay. My question to you, that I'm going all around the houses to ask you, mm. my question is, the people who do the horoscope... yes. Do they know that it's all fake? Of course they do. So if they know that it's all fake, how does it have any legitimacy and how is it passed on to new people? Why hasn't it just faded out over time? Because this is something that's been done for hundreds of years. Yeah. I mean, and it has legitimacy. I mean, newspapers hire people to do horoscopes. You can listen to Radio 2, Steve Wright in the afternoon. They have a guy or a woman on there doing horoscopes, and people ring the station and say, oh, yeah, I'm thinking of moving to Australia, and I wonder what Jane thinks about it. And Jane will say, well, you're a Gemini, and uh, Mercury is rising in the path of Venus, so uh, a move is really good idea for you, and I think you'll be a great success. And, you know, people make these decisions about their lives based on utter nonsense. So my question is, if the people who are doing it know that it's hocus pocus mumbo jumbo utter nonsense yeah how can they justify doing it and getting paid it's an entertainment and that's all it should be taken as but people take it seriously some people do and you know if it's all fake how are people getting away with it it's like that psychic sally have you seen that I've heard of Psychic Sally. Yeah, she's the psychic doing the rounds at the moment. Yeah, the last one was Derek O'Cora. Yes, he was pretty famous. Yeah, but he was proven to be, you know, Obviously, fake. But the they're all fake. That's the whole point. Right. <laughs> well, Psychic Psychic Sally, if you actually get her literature, yeah, at the bottom of the literature, it basically, in a roundabout, squarish sort of way, yeah. says, "I'm fake. Don't take anything I say seriously. It's just for entertainment." Okay. And have, so I, I think they have to put that on nowadays. Horoscopes should really have a thing at the top. They should of have the a thing disclaimer says, saying: Please know, all this stuff is just for entertainment purposes. You shouldn't take it too seriously. I'm probably sure it's there somewhere in the paper. How sure are you in terms of percentage? Minus three. Technology news on the Daydare podcast. Microsoft are in. Oh, here we go. Big trouble. Yeah. What have they done now? Well, included a calculator in their operating system? (laughs) No. The global PC sales are down for the first time in 20 years. Yeah. In the last 20 years, the sales of PC. Yeah, but that's because everyone's got one. Well, that's an interesting point. Maybe it is because of something like that. But in the last 20 years, sales of PC have steadily been. Well, yeah, I'll try that again. Mm hmm. Over the last 20 years, the sales of PCs have steadily gone up every single year. Yes. They've sold more PCs than the year before. Yes. This year, for the first time, sales are down. Yes. And Microsoft are getting the blame. Do you know why? Windows 8. Windows 8. Th- Was I right? Yeah. Here's the, here's the argument. Windows 8 needs a touchscreen. Yes. Touchscreen computers are expensive. People don't want to buy expensive computers. They want cheap computers. Mm -hmm. Because Windows 8 means the computers are expensive, nobody's buying them. They're all buying tablets instead. Now, in the past, when Windows was on netbooks, they still counted as PC sales. But now, the netbook market has just dried up because the tablet market has taken over. Yep. So, all of these things are combining to mean that PC sales are dropping. The point is... The manufacturers are saying, Microsoft are trying to make us make expensive computers. Consumers don't want expensive computers. Microsoft are rubbish. It's all their fault. Rob, what's your viewpoint? Microsoft are rubbish. It's all their fault. Interesting. That's the same viewpoint shared by the uh, manufacturers of computers. Which, I suppose, technically, you're a PC manufacturer as well. That is actually true. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not a big company like uh, HP. Or famous. Well, you are famous in our local town. Does the butcher know me? Yes, absolutely. You're who he buys his ink from. So I'm as famous as the butcher. Now then, speaking of technology, yeah. I put the new version of Skype on my computer the other day. Right. Because, you know, I like to keep up to date with software. I don't know how to use Skype. And he said, oh, there's a new version. Do you want to install it? I said, yeah, what the hell? Go for it. It's awful. It's horrible. It's terrible. I hate it. I don't get Skype. What's it? What's it about? Skype is a, isn't it, some sort of phone package that you can phone people. All Skype is, you know, MSN Messenger. Yeah. Skype is basically MSN Messenger, but with video and co- and audio as well. Yeah, but MSN Messenger had video. And exactly. Audio. Skype is the same. It's exactly the same. You you have Skype, but I thought uh, Skype was set up so that you could phone abroad and it wouldn't cost you anything. Oh, Skype lets you call phones as well. Yeah. But you have to buy credit for that. So it's not free? Uh, You can call free phone numbers. In fact, here's a little tip for you. If you ever need to ring a company in America that have got a free phone number, if you use Skype, you can call an American phone number and it's free. Right. So basically Skype is MSN Messenger. Skype does what MSN Messenger does. It lets you chat to your friends who are in your contact list. But but Microsoft have bought Skype and they've removed MSN Messenger. And forced everybody to use Skype. Exactly. Exactly. But now they're taking Skype to the next level, which is social networking. So now when you go on Skype, it tries to get you to sign in with Facebook. And then it tries to ask you to set your status to so you can show all your friends what mood you're in or what music you're listening to. And people don't want that. People just want to be able to call their friends who are abroad or video chat and that's it. And they've made the program really bloated and... It's kind of like takes ages to load, and it's really buggy, and it's just it's all it's a typical Microsoft product. Have I missed the boat then with Skype? Have I have I missed it in its best period? I tell you what the problem is with you, and it's not really a problem. It's just this is the reason why you're not into Skype. You haven't got friends, friends. and family, yeah. who are aw- far away from oh, you. I thought you were gonna say I haven't got friends. No, no, no. You haven't got friends and family who are far away from you. Right. All your people that you socialise with are all. In your locality. And I don't like phones. In fact, (laughs) I remember the other week, right? Rob was talking to Paul Daniels on Twitter, right? And Paul was having a problem with something. And he said, oh, have you got Skype? And Rob went, yeah, sure. (laughs) He didn't really have it. And then he frantically was trying to install Skype on the computer and set up an account. And all this time... He was like, yeah, just give me a second. I'm just loading it. But really, he was set up for the first time and he didn't have a clue what he was doing just because he wanted to try and help Paul Daniels out with this thing that he was doing. Oh, I've just blown it for you now. Now everyone's going to know. I don't care. Truth. He's not my friend anymore anyway. He doesn't So anyway, <laughs> so Rob doesn't know anything about Skype, but I use Skype all the time. I added him to Facebook. He didn't respond either. I know he he, he hates me. Oh, uh, well, I like you. So that's all that really matters. Even when I got the Skype set up, he disappeared. <laughs> doesn't matter, Rob. Rob's got one person in his Skype (laughs) contact list. Yeah, but in fairness, you did sort out his problem for him. Yes. Yeah, and you sent him that thing. Rob told him that he would send him this bit of technology that he had, that he bought years and years ago. And he was like, oh, brilliant, that'll really help me out. And then when Rob went home to look for it, he couldn't find it. And he pulled his house apart trying to find it, and he couldn't find it, but he'd already told Paul Daniels he was going to send it. So he went (laughs) on his (laughs) website. And he bought it from America. And he got some company in America to send it over because he couldn't find the one that he had. And then he sent that one pretending it was his and it cost him like 40 quid or something just because he wanted to save face. So it's amazing the effort that you went to. He hates me anyway, I don't care. Well, you know, I think it's very funny. And I wanted to tell him When we saw him, but I I didn't, I didn't because I didn't want to embarrass you. But now that he's never going to speak to you again, it's totally okay. I want to talk about global warming. Go for it. What's What's on your mind? Well, global warming, apparently we're all supposed to be getting warmer. It's actually, can I just correct you on a very small point? It's not called global warming anymore. It's called climate change. That's handy. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) why is that handy, Rob? Well, you know, know, because it's freezing. (laughs) And it has been for the last six months. Yeah. Right. We were standing outside in it and I was thinking it's April and it's freezing. Now, it's not really the the warming bit Mm. that's that's bothering me. Okay. But it's the fuel companies that are bugging me. Which ones? The all petrol. of them. Any of them. Okay. Oh, all down the chain. Well, Here's the problem. If we all turn off our lights, turn the heating down, yeah. buy economical boilers and all the rest of it, yep. we're going to use less fuel. Yep, obviously. And all our fuel prices are going to increase. Why will they increase? Because their profits will drop. Why would their profits drop? Because nobody's using fuel anymore. But surely if they're using less... See, I don't understand this because here's here's the way that I think it works. If I'm making electricity, it's costing me a certain amount of money to make that electricity. Yes. So if I sell whatever the units would be, let's say I sell 100 units of electricity to someone, I'm going to make a certain amount of profit on those. Yeah, like 500%. (laughs) Right. Don't start on the percentage again. Now, if I sell 80 units of electricity... You're not going to make as much profit. But I'm still making the same percentage of profit. Yes, but not as much profit. But now, I don't have to make as much electricity as I did before. Well, no. So, surely my costs go down as well. That end of the scale doesn't really matter. Oh, all right then. Right. Carry on. But... So all my customers are using less electric. So... So I'm now not making as much as I to did To recoup the, the money for their so shareholders. So I need to charge them more money. You need to charge them more. Right, got you. So the more we become environmentally friendly, the more it's going to physically cost us in pounds and pennies. So that means then that if you We should all switch all the heaters on, open all the windows, warm up the planet, let's all have a nice toasty winter, and, you know, let's cut our fuel bills. So let me get this right. Now. The more we buy, the cheaper it gets. If you buy stuff in quantity, yeah, it becomes cheaper. So, so if, let's turn all the lights on, turn all the heating on, and let's have a nice warm country. So if everyone put solar panels and windmills in the house and yeah. made it so that they only needed half the amount of electricity mm-hmm. they needed before, yeah. would they... Or, and let's just say in this situation that everyone did this. Yeah. You're saying that... It, it would like, only happen if everyone did it. Yeah. You're saying that... Because if it didn't, the people that did all the solar panels, they would benefit... Okay, so if... Financially, for a, for a small period of time. Let's say the government said, right, we're going we're gonna to sort everyone out now with solar panels yep. for the sake of argument, right? And they made it so that your electricity usage was dropped by 50%. A bit like you know, when they came around and put uh, insulation in your walls and you, in your loft for free. Right? Okay. They, get, they basically turned around to everyone and say, we're going to give you the equivalent that's going to heat and light your house for 12 hours a day in solar panels on your roof. Every one of you is going to get one of them for free. And if you use any electricity from the grid, instead of it being like 29 pence per kilowatt, it's going to be £3.30 per kilowatt because not that many people are using electricity anymore. And we've got all these staffing and building and fuel costs and all this sort of stuff to get the electricity to you. Of course, your bill's going to go up. Well, you know what? It's really interesting that you've brought this up because did you see the story in the news about the US energy problem? No. There was a big story this week in the U.S. that the utilities have all got together and done this big survey. Yeah. And they're all in big trouble because so many people are using alternative energy now that they reckon that in 30 to 40 years, there won't be any need for electricity companies anymore. They're all going to go bankrupt because the growth of, the growth of uh, people, especially in America where it's really sunny all the time, right? Yeah. Lots of people have got solar power. There's also a lot of land there, so people are are much more able. Yeah, in America they have fields of panels. Yeah, for a house. Well, Apple have got the biggest installation of solar panels in the world, and it powers their data centre. So the electricity company are losing out millions of pounds to these, you know, to the sun basically. Now, if everyone else does this, the electricity company is going to be just completely up the creek without a paddle. So someone else has already covered my story then? No, no, no. It's good that you're bringing it up because it's, uh, you know, it keeps the f- podcast current. So... Yeah, current. I'm very... <laughs> or as we would say, current. I saw The Croods a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And we haven't done a podcast, so I couldn't talk about it. Right. This is the new... Is it the Dreamworks one? Dreamworks, um the one with the fishing rod and the Same moon. people who made Shrek. Yes. And it's a 3D 3D film, but the point about the 3D is the 3D in this particular film is absolutely stunning. Yeah, well, we've had this debate before off air, as it were. And cuz you're not a taker of 3D. I are you? don't think 3D's going to take That's off. That's because you've been fed the 3D that filmmakers are basically just cashing in. I've seen two films in 3D OK, the Avengers and the new, not the new, but the last Harry Potter film. Right. Well, both of those are fake 3D. What do you mean fake 3D? They put the they've taken the 2D film, yeah. put it through a computer and they've sort of made them all sort of poppy 3D. The well, computer's worked out. What's the difference between that and an like a proper 3D film? They've used 3D cameras with two lenses on. So you get the right and the left eye. As if a human was watching it. I'm with you. Okay. So Avatar was famously the the best. Yeah, Avatar 3D was film. the big one. Well, this. So are film, you saying then? Yeah. That would you would you be willing to to say that if I go and watch the crudes, is it the crudes, the crudes, I will be impressed. You will be impressed with the stunningness of the 3D. Okay, but leaving the 3D aside for mm-hmm. a second, what was the actual film like? I think the film was like a four star film. Right. But the fact that it was in 3D and it's it's better than Avatar in its quality of 3D. I'd definitely give it a five. Okay, okay. Well, Avatar, that wasn't animated. That was like live action. It was a bit of both. Yeah, so I suppose it's going to be easier to the do The only other film that I could give a five in 3D would be Hugo. Right. That's an absolutely stunning film. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. Why... Do people collect things? I've noticed there's a preponderance among human beings. Are you trying to be clever again with your words? Yeah. People like collecting things. Yes. From I like to collect paychecks. Yeah, paychecks. Um, But I'm talking about objects, like, I don't know, dolls. Money. No, not things like that. I'm talking about physical things, like people like to collect... Money. toys of a certain type and you know what is the appeal why do people feel the need to gather things and like to complete a collection is it something to do with our like hunter gatherer instincts? yeah i think it's the uh, the need to finish something right it's like you're painting a boat yeah do you paint three quarters and that's enough or do you paint the whole boat okay do you collect action figures and collect the majority of them But if you collected another five more, you'd have the full collection. But then what happens? You... What do you get out of it? Sell them all on eBay. Right. I don't... I don't... I still don't get it. You're not explaining it enough. Oh. Tell me why people collect things. People like to own things. Why? What for? To look at. To say they've got a collection of. Okay. Okay interesting what have you got a collection of I don't know I don't really collect anything I, I, I don't I've got a lot of junk I collect a lot of junk I, I'm I'm, a I'm bit famous a, for collecting junk I'm a bit of a hoarder I don't like throwing things away I, I, I'm a hoarder I always think that it's going to come in handy one day yes so I don't really want to, but that's not really collecting that's things That spring from a pen I'll keep that in case I want to build something yeah. in the future I'm terrible for things like batteries that have got a bit of power left in them. Yeah. I, think, oh, I won't throw that away because well, you're not be allowed to... to throw them away. What batteries? You're not allowed to put them in the bin. What do you do with them? You collect them. <laughs> well, that's it then. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Well, I think we've uh, we've pretty much exhausted ourselves this week, Rob. It's time to sign off. You can follow us on Twitter. Yes, we are on Twitter. We are at Dead Air Podcast. Right. That's right. And you could download our app from the App Store, which is just Dead Air. And we're going to be on the Android Store soon. And we have a website, deadairwebsite.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. For more information, go to (laughs) www.deadairwebsite.com.